It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
share out we're gonna get to the nuts and bolts of this thing here shortly but you know (laughs) it's a saturday you know people got stuff they're doing i know i went and did some stuff today um it was actually some crazy stuff going on today uh over at walmart gee many crickets i'll tell you what everybody was wearing masks they had uh these lines set up, these big cones out there. You guys know what I'm saying. These, I don't know, everywhere. The Walmart people were like, stay six feet away, stay six feet away. And I'm walking around with Maya. Maya, how are you? Oh, talk louder. Come on. All right, not that loud. Jesus. Sorry, guys. I didn't mean to. Uh, <laughs> I did not mean to blow out your eardrums, but it is what it is. Listen, folks. This is going to be a wonderful show. We're going to have a little bit of fun. We're going to talk about the whole, uh, I don't know what the hell you called that thing. We're, we're going to watch somebody go off the deep end named Big Sarge yesterday. We're going to talk about that a little bit. Um, some people that got hurt, some some people that I know that are good people. We are going to clear out the air, if you know what I'm saying. My wife, oh, yes. She was not very happy. You know, you try to keep the ladies happy. You know, at least I do. Trust me, a happy wife is a happy life. You guys know that. <laughs> Hello, Zach, Josh, Carolyn, Dan Maynard, Rob. Audrey's on here. Barbara, how are you doing? Let's see who else we got in here. Marsha. <laughs> Deplorable Dan. So anyways, Maya, I got to tell you. So everybody knows Maya, um, she works at a hospital and she's with environmental services. It makes it sound like it's like she works for NASA or something. Environmental services. Why don't you tell everybody what you do? I want you to tell them your opinion on COVID. Okay. 
am in charge of um, several people, and we do cleaning. We do a lot of sanitizing. My opinion on this is people are crazy. People are mentally unstable. <laughs> well, do you think that maybe they're unstable because of the media and, and what they pushed? I mean, tell the people what you've heard from the CDC, the stuff that's not going to get you in trouble. Go ahead and tell them what the proper precautions they should take and how scary should this really be. Okay. So a lot of hand washing, um, not touching your face, um, hand sanitizer. Um, staying six feet from people is a good idea. Um, that's about Hang on, hang on. I'm having a problem with your mic. All right, talk again. So, um, staying six feet from people is a good idea. Um, my take on this is everybody is over-exaggerating. So, it's it's not really airborne, but it does, like if somebody sneezes, it's, it's still considered droplets. So, it's not airborne. But it is little bitty droplets in the air. So, you know what? You want to stay safe. I'll tell you what. I know up at her job, I don't know. Are you guys as commanding as the people were at Walmart today? Um, we're keeping everyone safe. I kind of felt sorry for... I've, I've known these people at Walmart for a while. And they're going around and they're saying, stay six feet back, stay six feet back. And people are getting really angry and looking and whatnot. Yeah, you know what? It, t- it took a while to get uh, Maya sound perfect, but I think she sounds pretty damn sexy right now. Talk a little bit. Come on. You're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so, <clears throat> anyways, I want to get this going. We're going to talk more about this. It's not all going to be bad about narcissism and stuff. It's not all. It just I want to get the uh, I want to get the bad stuff out first. Now, yesterday, I've been trying so hard not to say a damn word about this. Yesterday, I made an innuendo. Um, and you know what? I, I don't feel bad about it. I really don't. Uh, I do feel bad about this whole situation because it seems like it was getting progressively worse and I decided to walk away from it. Um, I, I don't know. Do you think I should play that first or I'll just tell you guys the story first. Um, full disclosure. Cause I guess, I guess that's why everybody got hurt yesterday was pretty much, I made it number two on the scumbag list. Um, everybody kind of wants to know what was going on. Well, um, I noticed some things happening. Uh, I noticed some things happening uh, in the backside where nobody saw. Because people were getting a hold of me and saying, hey, this Gary guy, Big Sarge brought on this guy named Gary Glairden. And, you know, he did his thing. He does what he does. He's... Uh, He's an asshole. I think he's an asshole, but that's just for me. That's not for you guys to think that. That's just my personal opinion. But he was saying things in context in certain areas that it was actually hurting people's feelings and they were getting a hold of me. Now, Big Sarge always asked me, if you got any problems with any of these guys, come and talk to me. So I did. I did go to Sarge and I said, listen, this guy's causing problems. This guy is hurting people's feelings. And Big Sarge said, listen, Jeremy, I've talked to Gary about it already. Ding, ding, ding. That means that there was a problem if Big Sarge had already talked to him already. He said, but Gary's going to be Gary no matter what he does. And I said, that's fine. 
I'm just going to back away because I don't want myself associated with those feelings, with that type of crap happening. You know, you can disagree with respect. You don't have to hurt people's feelings. You don't have to go after people the way that it was going. So I said, I think that he's a cancer to what you got going on. You keep him around, nobody's going to last very long. Guess what? Yesterday was Sarge's last show on the Big Sarge Show. Now, it is what it is. He can say anything he wants. Like, you know, you're going to hear what he had to say. But all the bullshit that he talks about being a man, you just go up and you talk to them and you get them in person and, and you work things out. That's great. That's really great if they take your call, if they take your message. Because what they did, ladies and gentlemen, was this. He told me, he's like, okay, just go to Gary. I said, okay. I'll go straight to Gary. I went straight to Gary. Gary, and if any of you guys want this, I'd be happy to put it out on uh, out on the uh, Facebook waves, if you know what I'm saying. Gary said, you are completely insignificant. I don't care what you have to say. And he blocked me. That was as far as the conversation went. <laughs> uh, Maya, can you please invite Leo Chu? Um, so that was it. No more talking to Gary. I sent uh, Big Sarge a message back. I said, listen, uh, he blocked me. I'm a pretty good judge of character, and I think he's an asshole. And Big Sarge said, hey, you put me in the middle of this. And I said, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to put you in the middle of anything. But this is big boy stuff. This is where you pull your pants up because just because you're friends doesn't make things like this okay. Well, he got mad. He got angry. It was about two seconds later, he sent me one of those voice chats because he didn't want uh, people to be able to read what he said. And boom, I was blocked. So as far as me confronting him or going to him, they blocked me, ladies and gentlemen. And I've got proof if you guys want to know it. Now, there's a, a couple other things that have transpired since then. Now, I happen to know, and if you guys want to personal message me this on your own, go ahead and do it. Sarge, that's Robert Brandt, big Sarge, Alex Kirsch, and Gary Glarden actually had a meeting on how to go after other shows. And I'm not going to mention some of my really good friends' names. I'm not going to mention, but they had a meeting on how to go after our shows and bring them down because somehow that's going to bring all of them up. If they can bring us down, it's going to bring them up. That was their philosophy. So let's go in and let's report these shows. Let's uh, try to get them for hate speech. Let's try to do this. Let's try to make them look bad. This is all what was going on. And like I said, if you guys don't believe me, I have somebody that was sitting in the meeting. Okay? It's sickening. Now, we're going to go through Big Sarge's top 10 list here shortly. Um But I wanted to tell you some honorable mentions. And like I said, there's some names that I will not utter out of my mouth with this show for good reasons. But here's some names. These are names that are honorable mentions that Big Sarge has a problem with. For some reason, he alienated these guys. So here you go. Bobby Lawrence. He was running for senator out in Pennsylvania. I don't know why Big Sarge hates his guts, but he does. And he uh, cost him a big share of the vote out in Pennsylvania. So Bobby Lawrence, Rusty Humphreys, that's right, can't stand Rusty Humphreys, that's a direct quote. Lucretia Hughes, he said that Lucretia Hughes should stay in the ghetto. 
J.J. McCartney. He can't stand J.J. McCartney. Jermaine Bazio. Well, that was kind of a public one. How about Kaiser Schuth? Schiff. Schiff. I call him Schiff. Tommy Gunn, Ace Baker. As a matter of fact, Tommy Gunn and Ace Baker invited me to come and speak at Moore, at the new Moore. And Gary, that's kind of how this started. Gary and Big Sarge had me on a show and they wanted me to talk about it. Then they had this pre-planned kind of attack on me that day about why I would go speak at this thing because they were so mad that they were talking about arming yourselves. That's what they were so mad. You guys can go back and listen to that show. So Tommy Gunn, Ace Baker. How about Joe Biggs? Did you guys know Joe Biggs? Yeah, he's got a problem with him. Got a problem with Jim Lockwood. Got a problem with Deplorable Dan. Got a problem with Eric Thompson. And got a problem with Ryan James. And for some freaking reason, one of the nicest guys I've ever met, Jeremy Harrell, the singer. You know, it's all these little pokes and shots and stuff. You know, I put on my Facebook one day. I said, hey, you guys, what should I use as a song for my show? And Jeremy Harrell got on there and said, how about Build the Wall, one of my songs? And, uh... Big Sarge came out and said, how about not? Just little stuff like that. So why would you do this? Well, what is your idea, Maya? Why would why would he come out and say this? I mean, he does have his little minions. He's got Alex running around. He's got Gary running around. He's got Brown Spotted Cow, Fat Slob, whatever the hell her name is, Queen of Radio, running around, r- causing havoc, starting shit all over the place. And this is all behind the, uh, behind the doors. You, you want to know what's funny? Yeah, I'll, I'll just say this. We'll get more into this in the thing. But Big Sarge actually got mad at somebody for coming out and, and telling somebody else what he said. What's the problem? If you got to hide what you say, there's got to be a problem. Right? Isn't it? I mean, shouldn't you just be right up front and, and forthright about what you say? Because what Big Sarge does and what Big Sarge says is two completely, completely different things. Like... Be a man. Go and talk to him about it. Big Sarge, I know you'll listen to this. It's not be a man, block somebody, and then bitch about it, you bitch. That's not how it works. Is it, Maya? No. And uh, for all the shit you talked yesterday, you ought to get your ass beat. Shame on you. Well, we don't promote physical violence on this show. That's all innuendo and, uh, you know, (laughs) it is what it is, but... uh, some people got a right to be pissed off. They do. The, the Zuck group, I'll tell you what, I talked to somebody last night through message, and man, they were devastated. They were freaking devastated by what was going on. Why? Because he just got sent money. That's right, because at the end of the day, narcissism is everybody else is wrong. It's all about me, blah, 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 come and squeeze my boobies. And that's exactly what he wants. Karma's a son of a bitch. I'm telling you that right now. I want you guys to understand this. I literally, and I would be honest with you if I knew, I don't know one single person, not one, that has tried to bring down Big Sarge. I know I didn't. I left the area. You can actually ask the people that left and came back to the show or went to the show, what the hell ever. I said my piece in about two minutes one day. I, I never told anybody to quit watching him. I, I you know, hope you got good luck because you got to do that in this business. And he did it. Except he didn't do it on the air. He didn't do it out in front to everybody else. He just had meetings about it. As a matter of fact, I got sent a video clip, or excuse me, an audio clip 
And it was in a messenger. It was in a group chat messenger thing. And it wasn't Josh Kemp, just so you know, because he gets accused of it, but it wasn't him. And uh, in there, he's telling this woman what day she can watch me and what day she can watch him. I want you to think about that for a second. He's telling a grown-ass woman what day she can watch me and what day she can watch him. You didn't miss nothing, Leslie. I'm glad you're here. Screw that. You know what? You guys never have to listen to me. You guys can listen to me. I'm telling you, folks, all of you, I want everybody that listens to me to come and listen to me because they want to be there. I will never tell anybody that they can't. There's Zach. Zach's another one that got the short end shit stick of the deal on this and did not deserve it. So I, I ran through them names one more time. Bobby Lawrence, Rusty Humphreys, Lucretia Hughes, J.J. McCartney, Jermaine Bodzio, Kaiser Schuff, Tommy Gunn, Ace Baker, Joe Biggs, Jim Lockwood, Deplorable Dan, Jeremy Harrell, Eric Thompson, and Ryan James. All didn't make the top ten list, but he's got a problem with all of them. Now, let me, let me pause this again. So, here we go. Listen to this. I want you guys, this is yesterday... If you guys want to go watch the rest of the show, it's called Farewell and Fuck Off, The Big Sarge Show. And he talks about uh, being positive and uh, all the new things he's going to do with his new show that he's trying to rip off a really good friend of mine copying his show. Um, That's what he does. That's what he's talking about through the whole show. And this is how positive he is. This is how hypocritical and narcissistic he is. And I'm going to stop this in between these and I'm going to explain these to you. Okay, folks, hang on. End of the show. It's not only going to just be bad, it's going to be good. I'm going to end the show on a good note, not a bad note. So here it is. I've compiled a top 10 list of big Sarge scumbags. Yeah, I know. This is like, oh, Sarge, why are you doing this? I'll tell you why I'm doing this because this is something these 10 people um, hurt me the most in this industry. Okay. And I want people to understand what kind of people these people are, all right? Because a lot of people in here continue to listen to some of these people, continue to be friends with some of these people. And I know these people more intimately than you do, and you have to know who they are. And I'm not going to be afraid to say it anymore. I didn't say it before. I didn't say anything before because I wanted to try to maintain my professionality, okay? Hey, tell Mark I said hi, by the way, Butch. I got my AR-15 and I, uh, for my wife for her birthday and my uh, high point nine millimeter um, at uh, Hoffman Guns and Ammo. Mark's an awesome dude. Um, he's awesome. So anyway, uh, you know, these people, these people who were the ones that continue to attack us. These folks are, are the people that you need to understand are not good people. All right. I, I want to stop right there just for a second. I would love him to give us some adjectives or or tell us some times or something about when anybody has attacked him. Nobody had to attack him. He had four, five, six, seven people in the shows at one time ever. Nobody had to attack him because all the damage that needed to be inflicted, he was doing it his damn self. Okay? So let's get that in the air. Nobody was attacking him, at least nobody that I know of. I don't hear people going around talking shit about him, saying anything bad about him, saying don't watch your show. I never heard that from anybody, literally. As a matter of fact, we didn't talk about Big Sarge because it wasn't important to talk about him. He can do his thing. We'll do our thing. That's how we tried to do this. But anyways, let's keep going. 
And if you continue to follow them, I can't tell you what to do. I can't tell you. I can only tell you from my experience about these folks. Okay. And I hope that you don't take this the wrong way. And I hope that none of you in here think that I'm trying to be petty because I am not. (laughs) You guys are going to listen to this. And he says, Oh, I I really hope you're not trying to think that I'm being petty because I'm really not. Well, what is it, dude? Literally, what is it? If it's not being petty, what is it? you just had to get it off your chest. We were renting space in your mind. Uh, you were losing your shit. What was it? Because as far as being petty, this is about as petty as it gets. But you know what? It's not even about shade being thrown. This oh, is no. the truth. Yeah, it's true. Remember my motto? It's Sarge truth. Be careful of that Sarge truth. It's really dangerous. The cold, hard truth. The whole side of facts. truth with a side of facts. That's who I've I've always been. That's who I am, and that's who I'm always going to be. I'm sure so you my are. top ten scumbag list. And you guys probably a lot of you won't even know these people, but they'll know because I know they're listening. Number ten, Zach K. I got one thing to say about Zach. You were the biggest disappointment of them all because you were with me the whole time through this. You were supposed to be that guy that had my back. I consoled in you. I fixed a lot of your problems for you because that's what brothers do. I stuck through you when others hated you. I stuck with you and pushed you into a better direction, made you a better person, and when I needed you the most, you bailed on me. You're a scumbag. You come in at number 10. Hopefully someday you'll move out of your mom's fucking basement. All right, let's talk about Zach K. Who wants to know the truth about Zach K? Zach's in here. You can ask him himself. I'm going to tell you my limited knowledge that I have of this going on right here. Zach was Big Sarge's best friend. And I'm not talking about podcasting best friend. Big Sarge himself told me that Zach K was his best friend. Now, Zach K has a podcast of his own, and it's really good. Zach K was actually going to be part owner of 365 Broadcasting. See, Zach and I have never talked about this. I know this because I'm just telling you what Big Sarge told me. And Big Sarge got pissed off because Zach K didn't come up with the whatever, 1,000, 1,500, whatever it was. And things started to change. He was no longer useful in that role anymore. And Zach K started seeing the exact same thing that I did. He didn't hate Big Sarge. He didn't hate any of those guys. He just wanted to distance himself from what he saw coming, and it was unhealthy behavior and hurting of other people. Literally, ladies and gentlemen, that's what it was. Other people were getting hurt. He was treating people like shit. I saw it. Zach K saw it, and Zach K backed away. If you would like to add anything to that, Zach, please let me know. He didn't leave Big Sarge at his lowest point. I'm pretty sure he told Sarge the exact same thing that I did. Zach's not a bad guy. Zach's a good guy, and he has a very, very good podcast about mental health. I feel bad. He shouldn't be on this list. He's not a scumbag. And if you notice, if you notice, I was talking to Al Weissman earlier, and Al told me, he's like, you know, my grandpa always told me, that if one guy has a problem with you, it's probably that guy that is the problem. But if a lot of people have problems with you, it's probably you that has the problem. And maybe
maybe Big Sarge needs to learn that. You know what I'm saying? Right. He said, right now, he says, nope, didn't hate him. Didn't want to waste my life to work alongside that behavior. Amen. That's exactly what I thought. I didn't have any ill will towards him. I just saw this coming. I saw it before we hit the curve. I knew what was coming. You can't treat people like shit in this business. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You can't. So let's keep going. Let's go to number nine. Number nine. Josh. Yeah, I know Josh is listening. Josh, you can go fuck yourself. You know what you did. Recording all our conversations and then sending them over to fucking Jeremy. That was some bullshit, teeny bopper BS bullshit that you've done. And you'll always be a scumbag. You come in at number nine. Now, that's funny. That's funny because I should know that. I should know that because Josh would have been sending me this stuff. Josh never recorded their damn conversations, okay? Josh didn't have to because Josh didn't come to me. And this is the honest to God truth that I'm going to let all of you know very (coughs) to the point here. Josh actually believed Sarge at the beginning. Josh went to Sarge's side. And something in Josh, I wasn't talking to Josh about this. I wasn't talking to anybody about this. Josh saw something was off. Didn't know what was going on. He saw something was off. So he reached out to me one day and he's like, dude, I just want the truth. What really happened? And that was the extent of it. And I said, listen, I I really haven't been talking to any of you guys. I figured you guys would meander your way back over. And I sent Josh those things I said that I would put out on Facebook where they blocked me and what they said. And his exact words to me were, wow, this this isn't what he said happened at all. And I said, there you go. And you know what? He didn't sit there and bad mouth Sarge. He didn't sit there and do anything of the, of the sort. He just started coming back in the show. But you see, Big Sarge couldn't handle that. He couldn't handle people watching both shows. It, it just I was renting space in his mind. It really hurt him. But I'm telling you right now, folks, Josh didn't do what he just got accused of. He got on the scumbag list because he came over and started watching the show again. Give me a break. Josh is another good guy. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, if you've noticed, we've got two people that are good guys that supposedly wronged Big Sarge somehow, but are you guys noticing there's nothing there? What did Zach do? Oh, he left him in his time of need. But if you listen to Sarge on the radio, he never had a time of need. He was always doing better than he's ever done.
So we go Tack, Zach, number 10. Josh, number nine. Let's go to eight. Number eight, the Zucktard group. A lot of you people don't know who they are, but they know who they are. You people are the worst of the worst, okay? I, when I when I tell you that these people... I, I got to stop right here for a second. I've got a lot of friends in the Zucktard group. I'm playing... You know what, folks? I'm happy to call myself a Zucktard, just so you know. I'm a Zucktard. There's a lot of really good people in that group. There's a lot of people in that group that supported Big Sarge. As a matter of fact, I was talking to a guy last night, and I'm not going to mention his name, that was devastated by what he heard come out of Sarge's mouth. And, oh, by the way, that guy had just sent him money earlier in the day because, you know, Big Sarge never gets no support except for the people that he's constantly trashing. Or maybe you should just listen to Grant Cardone again and start using people. Make sure that the people that you have are working for you, Big Sarge. You do not hurt people this way. You you do not use people like they're some sort of tool. Yeah, I'm pissed off. I probably shouldn't be doing this. I will probably regret this show, but I will never regret what's in it. And I hope that makes sense. Let's keep going. People are the fucking nuttiest snowflakey. They call people snowflakes. These people are the snowflakes of the conservative movement. I'm telling you that right now. And they have this little group, this little chat group called Zuck, Zuck this or something like that. It's Zuck something. Well, anyhow, fuck you all Zuck guys because you suck and you're stupid and... um. And um, you, 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 fuck you, you, you suck and you're stupid. You sound like a blabbering fool, like an idiot. And you want to know what's even funnier? The people that are, that partly, partly the people that are supporting him are the people that he's talking about right now. I want you to realize that. Useless morons, I'm telling you. You're not useless <laughs> you are, and you're not You are morons. the Ebola virus of the 20th century. All right, you guys come in at number eight. Number seven, of course, a lot of you guys don't know who this guy is. He's more local here. His name's Ronnie Brown. Ronnie Brown, this this is basically Ronnie Brown. Uh, 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 you're a wife beater, no tax paying piece of shit, motherfucker, Ronnie. And I'm telling Okay, let's stop right there. Ronnie Brown, you guys remember Ronnie Brown? Ronnie Brown was the guy that Big Sarge was bringing on his platform, and he was so excited to bring Ronnie Brown on. It wasn't until Ronnie Brown found out who Big Sarge was and said, no, I'm not coming on your show anymore. It wasn't until that point that Ronnie Brown became a bad guy. You remember that? I don't know. Maybe maybe I just have revisionist history running through my mind, but I'm pretty sure that's the way it was. Telling you right now, you'll never amount to be anything because your podcast sucks. Nobody listens to you. Nobody cares about you. You're the laughing stock of Juniata County. And uh, I, let, <laughs> I, I bailed Ronnie out of some money. For a while, um, for eh, it wasn't a lot. It's but, funny I mean, he says that. The guy I, was I'm in pretty a crutch, sure he had I the same him, thing. And the guy ended up stabbing me in the back. And here's the kicker: kicker about this, the guy never gave me the time of day to to explain my side of the story. So congratulations. It's funny that he always has to explain his side of the story. We've been going on for months. You guys realize before Christmas, I backed away from Big Sarge, and haven't said but two words to him since. And that was because he reached back out to me and I was like, listen, man, I, I don't want nothing to do with it. This is hypocrisy. Ask him for it. He's got my text messages, I'm sure. Just ask him. Ronnie Brown.
Don't know the guy. I can't tell you whether he's a good guy or not. All I can tell you is that he went on Big Sarge's show one time. <clears throat> Something happened. He refused to go on Big Sarge's show again for some reason. The guy did exactly what Big Sarge did to us, blocked him. And yeah, so now he's a scumbag. See how that works? It's Ronnie, you're number seven on the top ten scumbag list. Number six is Marcus. For those of you who don't know who he is, used to be my co-host back in the day. So, Marcus, I don't really have anything to say to you because you never were a great co-host. You never could keep on cue. You bitched and whined about everybody after the show. You were, uh, they call Gary Brash. This dude, he didn't even know the fucking meaning of professionalism. He was nothing but a fucking blowhole. Fuck. Okay, okay. So here's my point, Marcus. I don't know, Marcus. I literally don't. <coughs> but here's this narcissism bringing up its evil, ugly head again from Big Sarge. Narcissistic value system. It was all Marcus's fault. It was all his fault. It wasn't me. It wasn't that I chose this host. It was Marcus's fault because he didn't know what he was doing and he was always bitching about everybody and he's worse than Gary and blah, frickin' blah, 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 blah. Take some responsibility, asshole. You're the one that had him as a co-host. You see what I'm saying? It's always everybody else. Everybody else is out to hurt Big Sarge. Well, we're at number five now. And a whole group of people at number eight. Number nine, I know personally. Number 10, Zach, I don't know personally, but I know him, if that makes sense. I know he's not a bad guy. I know this. I know none of us are perfect. I know that. I'm not perfect. We'll get into more on that in a second. But Marcus, wherever you are, you were obviously good enough to be co-host on his show for a long time. He might want to bitch about it now, but he never said anything back then. So obviously there's two sides to every story. Twitter douche waffle, whatever you want to call him. That was Marcus. Congratulations, Marcus. You made number six on our top 10 scumbag. And number five, this goes out to all the folks who uh, who jumped ship during this whole Jeremy debacle and didn't hear my side of the story. You just jumped ship and left and, and didn't even bother giving me the respect or the courtesy of hearing my side of the story. Guess what? You're scumbags. All of you are scumbags, and you always will be scumbags. Not, and now, those of you who did and came back to me later on, you know who you are, okay? You don't fall in this category. But those of you who did, you're scumbags, Okay. Um, you're turd lickers. I don't know what else to say about you. All right. You're degenerates. People like you, um, you're useless. All right. Nobody deserves to call you friend. One of them even said she thought of me like her son. Well, if that's how you treat your sons, then I'm sure in the hell glad I'm not in your fucking family anymore. So <laughs> I got a lot to say about this one. Leslie, bless your heart. I know that that uh, that last jab about um, him being like one of your sons, I know that was you. I know that Leslie, uh, Barbara, um, I believe Dan, I mean, there was a lot of people that supported Big Sarge. A lot of people that supported him. A lot of people that thought he was wrong, but he can't be wrong. Just ask him. He can't be wrong. And I'm going to tell you something about Big Sarge and about this whole thing, the people that supported him and left. I happen to know, and I'm not going to say the person's name because I don't want to make them feel bad, but I happen to know they were supporting Jermaine Bazio, another friend of mine. 
they had sent a check to Jermaine Bazio and accidentally put Big Sarge's mailing address on the check, wrote out to Jermaine Bazio. You know who you are. And Big Sarge flipped a brick. He flew off the handle because this person said they didn't have money to give him that month. And he was so angry that they had sent that money to Jermaine Bazio and accidentally went to their house. Hey, Queen Yeah. I see your post, bitch. Why don't you get the fuck out of here? Nobody wants your fucking psycho, snaggly tooth, fat fucking ass. Yeah, like, like I said, so here we go. So we have we have Big Sarge, and he's going after this poor lady that was sending Jermaine Bazio her money because that's where she wanted it to go. That's where she wanted it to go. And then she gets chastised and guilted into sending him the money from now on because he said, hey, guess what? You are, you don't need to watch my show. I don't want your stinking ass here if you can't afford to pay me something. That's the truth. You see, it's all these little spies running around. If it ain't Gary, if it ain't Queen, if it ain't, you know, um, Alex, they got a couple more. They do. <laughs> and it's funny. It's funny. You know, here's what we did. We sat back and I had a good friend of mine tell me, listen, stay in your own lane, bro. Do your thing. Uh, don't get dragged into this because when you get dragged into this, it gives them what they want and you're not doing the right thing for your family. But yesterday, it's it's nobody... Uh, Nobody will ever question who is a support group for Unleashed Nation. And this was a, per, a personal attack against all of them. And it pisses me off. And just so you guys know, this person that I'm talking about happens to have a freaking payee. That's how sick and disgusting it is. And it was shortly after I found out about that that I broke ties. Does anybody blame me? You know, and as far as Queen, why, why, Maya, why don't you tell everybody about Queen? I think everybody kind of knows Queen, but tell her what she does. Like, she was, she's been in, in uh, the show for the last two, three weeks. Um, I, she's got some sort of problem. She's got this, like, hard-on for, for Big Sarge or something. I, I don't know what it is. Well, I can tell you that uh, she just bounces around from chat room to chat room, tries to be buddies on both sides, and then when she feels fit... She attacks whoever she thinks is um, the enemy, and uh, she goes and runs her mouth and tries to bash people. She's another Sarge. She's a flunky. Well, I'm, I'm going to say this. Queen, you are not welcome any longer. That's the first person I've ever said that to, ever. But I don't want the drama. I don't want to have to do this. I don't want to have to go defend our listeners because some jagoff decided that he had a bad day and because he's only getting four or five people watching his show, he's reached the pinnacle of his show and he can admit that. And because of that, it's all everybody else's fault. So, Queen, stay out. Okay, now let's let's keep going. I'm, I'm sorry, Leslie. She gave more support. As a matter of fact... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Big Sarge actually had people that helped him so much, his goddamn air conditioning wouldn't be going if it wasn't for some of the people that he just called out. Among other things. So congratulations, you fucktards come in at number number five on the top ten scumbag list. Number four, Justin Fagley. I call him Justin Fagley. Uh, this guy's tried to come in and, and, and coattail ride with me for a while. And uh, uh, the reason why he made number four is because uh, him and I uh, used to get drunk together. He had an alcohol and drug problem. I picked him up off. I want you to hear the hypocrisy in that. This guy had a, a drug and alcohol problem and, and we used to go get drunk together. I want you to think about that and, you know, roll that around in your head for a second. This guy used to have a drug and alcohol problem and we used to go get drunk together. Hmm. The floor many a nights and uh, uh, got him a, an Uber ride, paid for the Uber ride, got him back home. And not only that, and it's not about money. Don't get me wrong. It's not about money. It's about oh, it never is. when he was at his lowest, I was there for him. And he is another guy that bailed. All right. So he's the biggest cock smoker in, uh, in, in Dauphin County right now. So screw you. Congratulations, Justin Fagley. You made uh, uh, Sarge's uh, top 10 scumbag list. <laughs> now, I'm going to tell you, folks, the only thing that bothers me about this list is that I wasn't number one. I hate coming in second place. Uh, this uh, Thanks, uh, Chris. Now, this number, number three, uh, this dude, he's an older guy, all right? I call him Ass Goblin, all right? He's an older guy. And, uh, you know, when we first came on board, we tried everything we could to help this guy out, Alex and I, and Zach and I, believe it or not, spent hours upon hours trying to help him. We stayed up till midnight, one o'clock some nights, and I get up at four o'clock in the morning to go to work because, yes, I have a regular job. And, uh, and not only do I do this, I have a regular job. So we helped this douche nozzle uh, try to become better. We, we helped him out with a ton of stuff. And the first thing that he did, as soon as he got a chance, he bailed on us. And then called us all names. Of course, we all know him by Mr. Brutally Butt Crack. That's what I call him, Mr. Brutally Honest. Mr. Brutally Honest, congratulations, uh, you cunt sack. You made number three on our scumbag list, all right? Now, number two. All right, so number three. Let's let's go into this. Now, I know Chris Logan, and I'm going to tell you, I was wrong at the time. I sided with Big Sarge because there was some stuff that I was part of. But here's what happened. We were trying to get Chris Logan's internet working faster, and that's literally what it boiled down to was he didn't have fast enough internet. We couldn't make things work. So I I stepped back for a couple days, and I didn't even literally step back. They're just working with him. And after two days, 
I don't know if you guys remember this, but this shitstorm started, and I didn't know what the hell was going on. Literally, two days before that, we were working on, like, how to get the files transferred and blah, 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 and whatnot, and come back. And then there was a war. And, I mean, you guys remember it. It was a war. And I didn't really talk to Chris because Big Sarge got a hold of me. He called me before anything was said with Chris. And that's my bad, my fault. I should have known better. And he was telling me all this stuff about Chris and how Chris was doing this and Chris was saying this and blah, 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 blah. And then it was a little while after that, Big Sarge called out those women and said this is what he was going to do to those women. And, and Chris Logan, Mr. Brutally Honest, came out and said, you don't talk that way to a woman. He was exactly right. But I find it funny. Chris fits in here in another situation where, oh, look at my bleeding heart. I was out there helping Mr. Brutally Honest just like I was out there helping Marcus and I was out there helping Zach. I was out there helping Josh. I was out there helping all these fucking people. And, oh, my goodness, he turned his back on me. Do you guys do you guys see a theme? Do you see a pattern here? If uh, If Zach's still in the chat here i would like to know zach is there something with mental health that fits this description uh, or i guess not any adjectives that i'm saying but this pattern of behavior i would like to know i would like to know if this is true narcissistic or you know sociopathic something or other because it sure seems that way to me i mean everybody has done something against big sarge everybody has left him at his weakest moment have you noticed that? And trust me, folks, I didn't want to leave Big Sarge at the time, but here's the thing. After talking to some of my friends, and I'm not going to say who said it or why, they said, Big Sarge is the Hillary Clinton of talk radio. If you look in Big Sarge's wake, all you see is former talk radio hosts and content creators and everything and they're all falling by the roadside, and everybody's done something to Big Sarge, and they're all bad people, and they all have... Yes. I don't know why. You know, like, like I'll, I'll pick this list. I don't know why anybody would have a problem with Bobby Lawrence. I really don't. You know, Jim, he, he can get under people's skin, but he's a friend of mine. As a matter of fact, Jeremy Harrell, Deplorable Dan, Eric Thompson, Ryan James, Jim Lockwood, Joe Biggs, Ace Baker, Tommy Gunn, Kaiser Schuff, Jermaine Bazio, J.J. McCartney, Lucretia Hughes, Rusty Humphreys, and Bobby Lawrence. Guess what? I'm still friends with all of them, and they have never done anything to me. Go ahead. Hey, Queen. I'm not scared of you. You can bring it, because the worst you could do is sit on me, you fucking cow. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? That's my wife, and I'm not I'm not going to restrain her any longer. You know, my wife has sat back, literally, and not said a word until last night. And trust me, that's not an easy job, folks. I literally am, like, trying to catch Maya and, like, wrangle her and, and, <laughs> and put handcuffs on her. And I know what you guys are thinking. Yes, she likes handcuffs, but I'm talking about like trying to restrain her, not that Jeremy. way. <laughs> but it is what it is. You know what? You want some, come get some. And it's that simple, right, Maya? That's right. I'm to that Bring point. Bring it. You, you go fuck yourself, queen. You cow. You psycho fucking whore. <laughs> it is what it is. 
We are to that point. You pick the losing side, Queen. Sorry. Somehow, somebody made it a side-picking game, and it wasn't us. And I literally don't think anybody in in our chat room ever went over to anybody and said, hey, you quit watching him because that's not what we do. We're not dividers. We don't get and have group meetings about how to, to screw other people's stuff up. We don't have group meetings on how to take other shows down. We don't try to insinuate things about sponsors for other people's shows. We don't do things like that, Big Sarge. Let's keep going. This is my favorite one. This guy, I traveled 16 hours, two days to go see this guy in his fucking dilapidated. Um, <sighs> how do I say that? You know what? I'm already on the fucking roll, so I might as well just. I might as well just keep it going. I travel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna stop right there. Yep, I've got a piece of shit house. Big fucking whoop. You know what? But I, I didn't have to go get my fans to pay for my air conditioning. I didn't have to do that. I might have a piece of shit house, but our bills are paid. I'm going to keep going here. Well, 16 hours to go see this fucking ass clown. All right. Oh, shit, Bird. bird. Sorry, Bird. I want to, um, Bird, you probably should have earmuffs on for this. I traveled. Yeah, yeah. Bird. Bird banger. Everybody knows Bird banger. Bird banger is a good guy. And guess what? Bird is one of those people that tried to stay out of it. He doesn't want to deal with the drama bullshit. And what I found out is most people don't want to deal with the drama bullshit. They don't want to deal with the queens of the world and the big sergeants of the world and the Gary Glardens of the world. The Alex Curses, the followers. They don't want to deal with that. 16 hours to go see this fucking uh, dude. And, and oh, by the way, we had other people that drove, excuse me, that drove just as long and actually flew in here from a lot further away. So cry me a frickin' river. You came out here. You ate our food. Your wife didn't like the dogs. She was better than us. Um, she wanted to go to the motel. She didn't want to be around us. That's fine. I never bitched. I never said nothing about it. You're just better than us. You are in a different class of people. So it is what it is. Uh, and that's fine. That's fine. You know what? I am happy with the Zucktard family. I am happy with the 10, the 9, the 8, the 5, the 3, the 2s of this world. I'm happy with all of them. Sucker. And uh, to go to his fucking house, um, and it was the biggest waste of 16 fucking hours I've ever did in my life. This Well, that, that was partly because you're too fucking fat. You were sweating out here because you couldn't handle the heat. And you're like, oh, Jesus, if you would have told me, I would have brought a tent out. Sorry, dude. This is Missouri. It's in the summertime. Sorry, man. You know what? It is what it is. Dude's fucking pathetic. He's a fucking useless loser. Uh, he's a degenerate. I'm, a, I'm pathetic. I'm a useless loser and a degenerate that he wanted to align himself with. Now, he keeps talking about... Riding the coattails. These people are riding the coattails. These people are just riding my coattails. He never had any coattails for me to ride, ladies and gentlemen. He never did. And I live in a shitty house, and I live in Missouri where it's really hot. And you know what? I have fucked up. Uh, he's a shit brick. He's a fucking shit liquor, sperm dumpster, whatever the hell, brainless waste of space this motherfucker is. And that's Jeremy Unleashed Hansen. 
Yeah, you know, he, he's been saying that I read a lot of stories. Well, let's have some context there, dipshit. So does Rush Limbaugh. So does Mark Levin. But here's what we do. We take these stories that pretty much anymore are opinion based inside this cubicle of fact. Okay, that's what we do. And then we give our representation of what we think about this ideology. That's what people do. Thank you, Leslie. That's what people do. Okay, so he can talk about reading stories. How many, this is what gets me with him. He's so fucking hypocritical. Well, I read this earlier and, you know, this is what they were saying. Well, what do you mean? You were reading a story, asshole? <laughs> is that what you mean? Or he says, well, I make, I, I, I make phone calls and I, I talk to people at the CDC. Guess what? So did everybody else on the fucking radio. You got to do your research and you can't do research without reading stories. You can't do it. That's why it's so hypocritical, these, these things that he says. You know, another thing that gets me, this is when I really broke it off with him. I'm not going to say who, but there was a sponsor that happens to deal in um, stem cells. And it was a directed question trying to get people, trying to throw shade, trying to get people to think that this company was working with dead fetuses from aborted babies. And it was complete bullshit and we got caught up in it. But that is the type of thing that he does. And that's when I I don't need to throw shade. I don't need to tear other people's, you know, things down that they've worked hard and that they built. I don't need to do that. And if, and if that's what he means by shit brick, brain dead, or whatever he said, hey, I'm happy to own it. Yeah, I called this guy brother, and I helped him many a nights because, boy, oh, boy, him, and I'm not going to get too personal on him. I know some shit about him that, boy, if I told you guys, you guys would fucking crack a dime. You would, you would just. Let's, let's get personal. Let's get personal. When you think somebody's your friend, what, they hear me and Maya argue? Maya, how many times have we argued about me buying equipment? As a matter of fact, i got to tell you the story. So last week, we were sitting here, and I, I told Maya, I said, hey, my mixer broke. I got to get it fixed. Okay. What I didn't tell her was that I couldn't send the mixer back to China. Okay. Because of the coronavirus. So (laughs) she's look, she's giving me an evil look right now. So I got this other mixer and I was like, you know, I'll get it. And FedEx always comes in the afternoon. She's going to be at work. I'm good to go. We're sitting here on Saturday, ladies and gentlemen, she just gets up. She sits down. She's got her morning coffee and guess what? Shows up at my freaking door. <laughs> Go ahead, Maya. You can say it. A new mixing board. <laughs> a new mixing board. So we've had our battles. We've had our fights. Um, I don't know what it possibly else could be. Could be my oldest daughter pretending like she was gay with a, with a girlfriend for... Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
I mean, it could be that. What else could it be? What else do we have to hide, Maya? Do we have anything else um, to hide? Let me think. I think every couple fights, and it's not like um, I'm pretty sure. Maybe he doesn't fight with his manly-looking bitch wife. No, I didn't say that. I won't talk bad about her. But I will. You want to talk shit and trash me and my family? Well, I got news, Sarge. You're nothing but a low-life scumbag, fat piece of shit that can go suck your wife's cock. Well, I guess that is what it is. But no, I don't know what else I got to hide. What, I got an old truck. Uh, my house is a piece of shit. My oldest daughter pretended to be gay with this girl she was exploring or something. I have no idea what he wants to say, but my life is an open book. My, have you ever known me to hide anything from anybody? Nope. And as a matter of fact, hasn't it even been that you've been embarrassed by some things that I've said and I'm like, hey, might as well be truthful and honest about it. I don't know what else there is to hide. Do you? No, nope. but I can tell you one thing. When Big Sarge first started all this crap, my husband said, you know what? I'm not going to say a word because you know what? I'm the bigger person and he'll hang himself in the end. And guess what? He done did it. Well, <laughs> that's the truth. So if there's anything I don't know about my life that's factual and honest, I mean, those are my big secrets. Yeah, I, w- I was a little embarrassed about um, my oldest daughter doing that. I was. And uh, she wasn't. It was just a, 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 a teenage thing, I think. I hope. I, I, I don't know. But I was embarrassed about that. I am embarrassed of my house, Big Sarge. You know what? It is what it is. It's an old farmhouse. It's an old farmhouse. My kids love it. We got a pool. We got a trampoline. You know what? We live here. We love here. We do things here. But other than that, I have no idea. I have no idea what he's talking about, but whatever. If anybody's ever got any questions, PM me. I'd be happy to answer any questions you guys got. Let's keep going. You would just be like, what the fuck? So congratulations, you scumbag. Congratulations, you turd licker, you chicken shit pathetic parasite. You made number two on our top 10 scumbag list of the Big Sard Show. And our number one, our number one. This is just my opinion. Number one, a scumbag, top 10 scumbag, Teddy Boo Boo, the pathetic patriot. Ted didn't even have internet. We helped him get internet. He traveled up here to Pennsylvania, is hitting hard times, owes $40,000 in back child support. We tried to help him with everything we could. And the first minute he started making a dollar bill on us, that son of a bitch left us, left us high and dry. Tell him, Alex, tell him about this fucking jizz bucket, this ass maggot piece of shit. You are the biggest fucking piece of shit in this industry. I'm so glad that we destroyed you so much that you ended up quitting and packing up shop. Not once. And I want you guys to pay attention to this. I'm so glad that we destroyed you. So you had to quit. You were packing up shop. Not once, but twice. That, ladies and gentlemen, is unfortunately his mentality. It's all about destroying people. It's not about helping people. It's not about lifting people up. <clears throat> you know, I got something to say about Izzo. I I, I had the, a battle with that man, with Izzo. But I can tell you this, I respect Izzo because at least Izzo tells everybody who he is and he doesn't lie about it. This is what it is. He is who he is. This is what it is. 
and he doesn't pull any punches, and you can like him or hate him. And I don't really like Izzo, but I respect Izzo. But I don't like Big Sarge, and I sure as hell don't respect him because I've seen the other side of it. So as far as Tom goes, if he did what he was accused of, now Big Sarge sent me a picture outside of his house and said, Tom came rolling up to my house and was, uh, was you know, taking pictures outside of my, my grandkids' toys. If Tom did that, he's a piece of shit. But I don't know because I don't trust anything that was said anymore. I don't know. But if he's like the rest of the people on this list that I do know, he's absolutely wrong. You know, as far as me making mistakes, man, I've made a few. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I probably made more mistakes than most people. I've, um, I don't know. Well, what, Maya, me and you have lived in our van before with three kids. How was that? That was crazy. How bad did it suck? It sucked. <laughs> <laughs> but we got through it. Um, I've made some financial decisions. We used to be making really good money, power washing, and I made some financial decisions that didn't work. Uh, but I have never <clears throat> went out of my way to hurt somebody. I, human. Yeah. I, I have never literally tried to destroy somebody. I have never went and got their Facebook pages taken down. I have never went and tried to get per- people to purposely block other people. I have never went to Podbean. This is what they did to Josh, ladies and gentlemen. They went into Podbean while he's doing a show, talked a bunch of crap in his show, and then turned his show in for the comments in the show as hate speech and got Josh taken down on Podbean. Now, can you get any lower than that? Can you get any lower than that? If you, you know, and, I, and I've been saying this in my own head for a long time. If your objective is to tear somebody down, you're wearing yourself out. And if you wear yourself out, that's exactly what you're going to have at the end of the day. You're not going to be able to focus on the things to build yourself up. And when you watch, when you watch a show and you got 40 people watching and then pretty soon you got 30 people watching and then pretty soon you got 20 people watching and you got 10 people watching and then pretty soon you got five people watching. Is that because of other people or is that because of you? It's funny. I I thought about this, folks, and I want you guys to answer this. Can you come up with 10 people? Can you put on a list 10 people or multiple people and whole groups of people? Can you guys make a list of 10 people that have wronged you that long? Yeah, we'll block Queenie after this show. I, you know what? I don't even know how to do that because I don't do that kind of stuff. I don't block people. I don't talk shit about them. I don't have secret meetings and then chastise the people that let the truth slip out. How does that feel exactly? How does that feel to be part of a group that gets mad at somebody for talking about something that is detrimental to other people? But instead of looking at the person that's saying the screwed up stuff that's targeting people, that's actually going after people, trying to, quote unquote, destroy them. Instead of getting mad at that person, you get mad at the person that's talking about that person. 
What, it's okay to let Hitler talk, be quiet, don't, don't say what Hitler said? Is that what you're saying? I'll tell you what, we have a really good group of people. And I don't know about Tom. I, I don't know about that other guy. I just know the circumstance. I don't know about his former host. But I do know the rest of these people on this list. And I can tell you the list is bullshit. And I can tell you you can look at any other human being on this planet and say, if all of them, plus Bobby Lawrence, Rusty Humphreys, Lucretia Hughes, J.J. McCartney, Jermaine Bazio, Kaiser Schiff, Tommy Gunn, Ace Baker, Joe Biggs, Jim Lockwood, Deplorable Dan, Jeremy Harrell, Eric Thompson, Ryan James, if all of those people plus the top 10 list have a problem with you, I don't think the problem is them. You see what I'm saying? Anyways, let me finish this up. But fucking twice, you piece of cum cake, you fucking vaginal blood fart. You're a douchebag. This is the guy. uh, This is the guy. Listen, folks, this is the guy that is coming out with a new podcast called Alpha One, where he's going to talk to veterans, which, by the way, a couple of those guys that he was talking about in there were veterans, actually three of them, just so you know. He's going to bring positivity because that's what he wants. He wants to be positive. He wants to bring people together. Is this bringing people together and sitting around having meetings, trying to fuck other people over and take their shows down to make yourself better? Is that uniting? I'm pretty angry about this. I literally am. But he's coming out with a new one, and that's what he's going to do. And, and we got a friend. I'm not going to mention his name. He happens to have a show that's like a, a variety show. You know, he, he talks about everything and anything and has comedy. Well, guess what Big Sarge is doing? He's having an everything show, like a Joe Rogan slash something, I think is what he said. If he wants to talk about Bigfoots, he's going to talk about Bigfoots, even though, remember, he doesn't get into any of that kind of thing. He's straight and narrow. He's the hard truth with a side of facts. <laughs> Yeah, conspiracy's not his thing, but he wants to talk about Bigfoot. Conspiracy's not his thing, but he wants to talk about aliens. Conspiracy's not his thing, but he's had multiple, multiple, multiple shows about conspiracies, but yells at other people and says how dumb they are for having shows on conspiracies. That's called hypocrisy. When you point out everybody else's wrongs and think that you're all right, that's called narcissism. When you think that you control the world that's called being a sociopath. Just fucking um, uh, hear the you're positivity. The fucking Doesn't loser it make in you the feel good? Industry, and I'm so glad that you are never. Thank you for ever spreading this positive message, Sarge. Ever, ever again. Oh, so I got that off my chest. Finally, man, it's like lifting a weight. I'm sorry you guys had to go through that. I'm sorry, but not sorry. But there, it's out. These are scumbag people. If you follow them. If you, if you continue to fucking follow them, this is my last show, so I don't give a shit. I'm laying it out on the line. Except These are for useless Alpha fucking people. If you continue to follow them, I feel sorry for you. I really do. Now the good. Now the good. Now the good. All right. So, Sarge, I'm glad you got all that out of the way. And he goes on to, to say, you know, thank you, Megan. You know, sorry that your kid heard all that. You know, he says thank you, I believe, to Karen and to a couple other people and blah, 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 blah. So what do you guys think? 
This is the master. This is the orchestrator of positivity that we're going to see in Alpha One. And here's the thing. This is the honest to God truth. You can ask my wife. If he wouldn't have brought up you guys, I wouldn't even be doing this show because I've let him talk his shit. I've let him have his little meetings. I've watched him go around and try to hurt other people. I've watched it done there, been there, did that, blah, 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 blah. But you know what? When you come after the Unleashed Nation family, you guys know Maya. She's like a rabid dog. I'm telling you, you don't mess with her. She is a fighter. And then they brought Josh into it, and they brought Leslie into it. They brought the whole Zuck group into it. I have no choice. And then other friends of mine are losing Facebook pages and can't get on Podbean. And yeah, I wonder, where did that come from? I wonder, what do you think, Maya? Yeah, I wanted to do a show strictly for Big Sarge by myself today. But, you know, I look at it like... I had to stop that. I probably had the FCC and the cops, the FBI. (laughs) They'd all be here. (laughs) Well, I do know a little bit about Big Sarge and, um, you know, where he works and a little birdie's just going to swoop in and give them a message as to what we found out about some of the stuff that was going on because Big Sarge <coughs> opened his mouth. Yeah, I mean, that's I, I didn't want to touch on that, but I'll touch on it without saying anybody's name. Um, he may have used his job to go after somebody else in a field uh, and try to hurt them. Um, and that may have happened more than one time. So... It is what it is, ladies and gentlemen. If anybody else has anything more to say about Big Sarge, go ahead and say your piece, because I want to get off of that subject, if you know what I'm saying. Anybody? Anybody? So, <laughs> now this is the real reason that I, you know, I've been waiting and hoping. Let me Let me turn some music on here. Oh, go ahead, Maya. Maya wants to say something else. <laughs> go ahead. I just wanted to tell Leslie that we love you and Andy, and we appreciate all you do for us and um, all the love and support you give our show. Um, Bree, Carolyn, Bree, all Carolyn, of you guys, all you guys Patch, out there, Craig, Josh, Patch, Josh, um, yeah, Plurable Dan, Marsha, Teresa. You know, we we love all you guys, and we do appreciate everything you've done. Um, and Jeff, um, if there's anybody I missed, I, I'm so sorry because there's a lot. Um, but I just want to thank all of you guys. It's what, you know, it is what family is. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> let me throw some music on here. And I want to <laughs> I want to talk about something. Let's see. It's- all right, Maya. Now, I want you to tell them how hard. How hard, yeah, Teresa, deplorable Dan, Marsha, how hard is it being a superhero radio host, dad, wife? <laughs> She's looking at me weird, but no, how... Uh, it's pretty rough. Now, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you guys. There was a time for years. I was the breadwinner of the, the family. Maya sometimes has some revisionist history about it, but... I did 95% of the work, and it was completely worth it because my house was spotless. Always had perfect suppers. The kids were always happy. I'm always looking around, and they're, like, doing stuff, you know, 
cutting pictures out or doing this or making snowmen, you know, just depending on the time of year. And I got sick. Uh, I got my Lyme came up again. We moved down here. Uh, we kept doing power washing. It was mostly Maya running up to Wisconsin. Um, and then we had Anna and everything changed. And I started doing this radio thing, trying to make money. And we we barely survived, right? Yep. I mean, we did it. I mean, we made it through it. Um, William, yeah, William's on there. Sorry, William. He said, get back on the shelf. William, Pam, <laughs> Dan, y'all, we love you guys. Yeah, no, all of you guys have helped us out. Um. But it's a it's a son of a bitch doing this and, and making a living and being able to live. And somebody said that earlier. It's about living. It's not about money. And that's the truth. You know, living, loving, doing things like that. I don't think people that are narcissistic get a chance to feel that. Um, hanging out with your kids, doing something with your kids like today. <clears throat> True story. You can ask Maya. I got, I found some jalapeno cheddar beef sticks. Okay, now I know everybody thinks that... <laughs> Take it easy, Zach. Um, remember, you guys, check out Zach K. Check out his podcast. That's freaking awesome. But anyways, I come home, and I just, I get a kick out of watching my kids' face. Do you guys ever do that? Like, you know, make something. Maybe it's your significant other. Maybe it's your kids. But you pick something up, or you make something, and you just want to see their face. Well, I didn't tell them. They said, what is it? I said, smoked sausage. And I handed them that jalapeno cheddar stick, and he took a bite of it, and he was really good for about two minutes. <laughs> uh, it was it was just kind of funny. But one of the, the things with me and Maya was we were up in Sparta, and they were taking so much child support from my check. I was working. I had a good job. I worked 60, 70 hours a week. And literally, my take-home pay, ladies and gentlemen, literally was $153 a week because that's what they would give me. They took everything else for child support. And uh, Maya was working full-time. Our rent was 650 bucks a month. And I mean, we couldn't get help because we were both making good money. Um, we went to get help from the state and they're like, well, if she leaves you, if she has her own place, we can help you. But if, if you're with her, um, we can't. Do you remember that, Maya? Yep. And uh, she's like, I'm not leaving my husband. And I'm telling you what, we went home that day and we felt defeated. Didn't you feel defeated? I did. And we got home. And literally, we start looking around, and we had smoked sausage. We had green beans. Uh, go ahead. You can talk. Cheese. Cheese. We had Velveeta cheese. Potatoes. Uh, potatoes. And I think Lowry's. Lowry's. Maybe salt and pepper. And I'll tell you what. We, we sliced and diced it. We chopped it up. We didn't even have charcoal for our grill, so we lit our grill up with wood. We started the fire with wood and tinfoil. We had tinfoil. So she made this, uh, like, keep in mind, folks, we hadn't eaten in for like a day and a half. Okay. Hey, Kate. We were so hungry. How hungry were you, Maya? Pretty hungry. <laughs> and we made this on the grill. And I'll tell you what, we laughed and we had fun. Um, you know, our kids never went hungry. Me and Maya both did. Um, but our kids never did. We never allowed that to happen. And for a brief time... We lived in our van, not because of lack of working, folks. We were both working, but sometimes these uh, government entities don't understand what they're doing to you. But anyways, we put that on. We took that off. I'll tell you what. We loved. We had fun. We had, I mean, you name it. What, what do you think about that, Mike? Is that not the best meal that you've ever had? 
Yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't because of what it was. It was because of how we did it. You know what I'm saying? It's uh, it's one of them things, you know, there are some days that I would just love to strangle Maya. I know. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. I know there are days more, more than just some days. I bet you there's like 48-hour periods that you would like to kill me. Is that not true? That's true. <laughs> <laughs> You know, um, I'm trying to you, help me out, folks. Give me some questions because I literally want to ask her stuff that I could only get away with on this show. Until we're done. Oh, no, no, no. And it, then I get to kill what you. Stays in, what, <laughs> what happens in the studio stays in the studio. No. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what happens in the studio stays in the studio. <clears throat> so, you know, Maya and I, I would say there's a time... That people could say that in America we were rich. Would you say that? Yeah. And this is the truth, ladies and gentlemen. During that time, I would say was probably the worst part of our marriage. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Um, because we never saw each other. Always, always working. Never around, never around. You know, get home at 11, 30, 12 o'clock, fall asleep, wake up at 4, gone again. And that's just the way it was. So, you know what? I can literally tell you that money doesn't mean shit. As long as you got enough to live, pay your bills, it is what it is. So, while I'm building this, I mean, you've seen the ups and downs of this business. What is your favorite time that you have ever had with me doing radio? Now, now you don't like radio, do you? No. <laughs> Go I ahead. Think it- I think it ruins family. Is it the radio or is it the politics? Um, I think it's politics. Okay, so there was a long time, folks. Maya and I were getting in arguments almost every day because I forgot to be a husband. I forgot to uh, be a father to a point because everything was about politics and politics reverberated through my show. So she ended up getting fed up. She, How, how fed up were you? Um, I was pretty fed up. I was like ready to walk out on this life. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I'm going to go live with my mom. I'm like, don't let the door hit you in the ass. <laughs> uh-huh. No, the door would be hitting you in the ass. Yeah, no, this is what I always tell her. This is what I always tell her, folks. I say, hey, you're going to leave. Don't let the door hit you in the ass on your way back in. <laughs> you know what? It is what it is. And we have our fights. I mean, I... We oh we've had some doozies. What's the worst fight you think we've ever been in, Maya? Hmm. I don't know. What was the worst? Thing? <laughs> Literally, ladies and gentlemen, she has chased me down the road with a baby in one hand and an axe in the other, and threatened to smash out my window. It was so bad, ladies and gentlemen. This is the honest to god truth. I was in a bar and I was there with my buddies, and she was so angry with me. She called the bar so many times because she knew where I was at. I wasn't hiding where I was at. She called the bar so many times they asked me to leave. Good. <laughs> good, good, yeah. good. You know, it is what it is. Um, I don't know. Yes, Rocky, it does. Hi, it, Rocky. It, uh, it sucks your soul. It sucks your family's soul. It does everything. So, you know, I'll tell you, the worst one was this. I come in. And you know what? I'm all I'm all good with this because this is learning experience. I know some people are like, "What? What?" I'm gonna I'm gonna tell them the story. Yes, I am. She's giving me a dirty look right now. Which one? The one with the the kitchen utensil through the air. 
<laughs> She's laughing right now, but I got to tell you. So I come in. Now, keep in mind, everything's going wrong. We were up to our eyeballs in bills. We don't know what the hell we're going to do. We're fighting with each other. We're arguing. And I come in, and I think she did it on purpose. She says she didn't mean to. But uh, maybe she didn't mean to. I don't know. I go around, and she's, you know, you know how girls get. I'm not going to lie. All of you guys know they throw shit. They get pissed off. They throw shit. I don't know how many dishes have gotten thrown in my house into the into the sink. Well, I come walking in, and she's in front of me, and she's got like a fork and a plate and a knife. She grabs them. She throws them. They hit the sink, all except for the knife, folks. All except for the knife. Guess where that goes? That's right. I'm walking towards her. The freaking knife sticks right in my shoulder, literally. And it just like doing, 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 and sits there and shakes back and forth. And I, and I look down, blood starting to go down my, my shirt. I look over, and there's a knife sticking out of my shoulder. A baby knife. It, it was a steak knife. It wasn't a baby knife. <laughs> it was a baby knife. And I look at Maya, and she's like, oh, shit. What did I just do? <laughs> do you remember that one, Maya? Yeah, I remember that one, Jeremy. Yeah, you're right, Craig. He says you shouldn't stand in front of the sink at the Hanson house. <laughs> Damn so, right. Literally, this is the way that it works in my house. And Rocky... He's going to love me for this, by the way. I pulled the knife, this huge freaking butcher knife. It was like all four inches long. <laughs> and uh, I pull it out of my shoulder, throw it in the sink, and I go and I grab her and I give her a hug. And I'm like, honey, what's wrong? And she just breaks down and starts crying. And for my wife to break down and start crying, I mean, something's really got to be wrong. And I, I cry when I'm mad, guys. <laughs> I cry when I'm pissed. How many of you guys? How many of you guys? Cry when you're mad. <laughs> Dan said, right, Maya, the I difference between the <laughs> <laughs> No, it is what it is. But you know what, folks? I love her fiercely, and she loves me fiercely right back. And I can tell you this. There is nobody that would ever, ever. <laughs> huge force. <but laughs> that's right. Uh, there's nobody that would ever harm my kids. No, because they'd be dead before they got to the steps. There is nobody that I have to worry about coming to get me because I got a freaking crazy wife that has my back. Yeah, come to my door and piss her off. You better be ready to run. Dude, I, I'm telling you. The school's seen my my side of the, the fence. <laughs> you know, Maya can kind of handle her own. Um, that one time at the bar, I was telling the other day about that story. We're in a bar. She's underage. She was 19, I think. I was overage, and this huge fight starts between the wedding parties that are there, and I'm friends with the bouncer. It's only me and him, and there's probably... How many people... How many in that wedding party were there, do you think? Uh, there was quite a few. What, um, 40, 50? Yeah. We got every one of them sons of bitches out the back door, me and Juan, and I caught that beer sign while Maya was pretending to bartend. It was freaking awesome. <laughs> She's looking at me pretending. weird. Pretending. There was nobody at the bar. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to tell you, you know... My wife never bargained for this, and the struggle is real. When it comes to buy stuff, let me ask you this, Maya. Uh, being a radio host, superhero dad's wife, is it easier for me to ask for permission, or is it um, easier for me to the other one? The other one? Well. <laughs> is it easier for me to say, can I get this, or I'm sorry? Which one's easier? asking 
see, she says that, ladies and gentlemen. She says that. But I don't think that's the way that it is. <laughs> so, what is your favorite food? Shrimp. Yeah, she loves shrimp. Uh, what kind of shrimp? I like garlic and buttered shrimp. That's right. Grill. Kate said, beg for forgiveness. I personally think it's the other way. Get it and then beg for forgiveness. Say, I'll rub your feet for a year, honey. I'm pretty good at rubbing feet, am I not? Mm. Oh, mm, come on. You wouldn't be married to me. Literally, ladies Whatever. and gentlemen. She chased me around and I couldn't beat her off Do with a not. stick for uh-uh. a year. No, that oh, ain't true. This is the that truth. That is not true. He kept bringing flowers to my door and I oh. hide upstairs. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Don't let him fool hey, you. That happened once. <laughs> once. I missed something. You know what? It is what it is. <laughs> butter and garlic shrimp, Maya? Yep. Okay. Is butter and garlic shrimp better or like shrimp scampi where it's got the other stuff in it or uh, the breaded shrimp? What's better? Garlic and butter shrimp. Okay, you guys got it. Now, what's my favorite food? You like chicken chimichangas. Yeah, but they're not my favorite. I love them, but what's my absolute favorite? Mm. This is so easy. Mac and cheese and hot dogs. He lives on that. Yes, I love mac and cheese and hot dogs. Do you guys like mac and cheese and hot dogs? I don't want to be friends with anybody that doesn't like mac and cheese. I can handle you being a political dissident. I can handle you being anything... But damn it, don't tell me you don't like mac and cheese or otherwise you're not being my friend. I guess we're not friends. Get the divorce papers. <laughs> she just <laughs> the macaroni and cheese is off the table. You oh. cannot eat that on a daily basis. You get sick of it. Oh, no. No, I can eat it on a daily Ugh. basis and I don't get sick of it because there's so many flavors. You can go craft. You can go Velveeta. You can go homemade. It's now, okay once in a while. Great value. Great value is starting to come out with some good stuff. As a matter of fact, uh, I used to shop at Aldi's. Loved Aldi's. And guess what? They had this stuff called Cheese Club Mac and Cheese. Do you remember that stuff? Yep. Remember how freaking good that was? Mm-hmm. And then they, it just disappeared. You know, it pisses me off. Every time I find something good in my Walmart, uh, you can ask the wife this. I'm like, yes, finally, they've got Tombstone Roadhouse Pizza. I'm like, awesome. We grab one. I go in there the next time, gone. Nobody else likes it. Chocolate malto meal. Chocolate malto meal. Never at our Walmart anymore. Right. Why is it? Ladies and gentlemen, for the love of God, why wouldn't they stock chocolate malto meal? Who doesn't like chocolate malto meal? I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me. Okay. Chinese, Italian, or Hungarian? Chinese. I mean... I guess right now is not the good time to be picking Chinese, but yeah, I like Chinese food. Do you like Norwegian? Yeah. You do? Mm-hmm. You want some now? Hey. <laughs> oh, Audrey said, I love cheese, period. Squirt cheese and mac and cheese, cheese balls, cheese, 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 cheese. Audrey, that is so freaking awesome. Cheese goes with almost everything. I did that post the other day simply because of this. I wanted to show everybody that literally... There are very, very few things, and even in those things, you have to pick something so specific that cheese doesn't go with. I mean, man. So, would you, okay, if you had to give up something, sex or cheese, what would it be? Hmm. I'd probably have to say. Go ahead. Be honest. Okay, cheese. cheese, That's what I thought. Especially being my wife, I know exactly what you were thinking. Whatever. (laughs) Okay. You're going to be doing a podcast. Do you want to do a podcast? Yep. 
Okay. Now, you don't want to ever talk about Big Sarge again. You want to actually have a podcast about you. What do you want to do your podcast about? Life and the struggles. Now, I'll tell you, um, Life in Progress, they got a pretty good podcast. <clears throat> the other day, they had all their kids on there. I was like, this is this is pretty awesome. Well, you know, I, I know you're working most of the time when they're doing their stuff. But have you ever heard of any other podcast that just talks about the the regular things in life? Like, I think, ladies and gentlemen, I think I could do a whole podcast on just talking about how to do girls' hair. Bree said she'd love to hear your podcast. Now, you know what I'm saying. Um, Morgan comes up and literally, you know, the boys are playing video games or they're playing G.I. Joe or they're, you know, they're doing whatever. The girls are doing their hair. Oh, do you see this braid? Do you see how I took this and I and I made this come up like that and I did this side this way and I'm like, freaking awesome, but I can't do it. How long do you think? Do you think you could do a whole podcast on doing little girls' hair? Probably. Okay. How about this? Could you do, ladies and gentlemen? You guys will all know this because this is funny. Um, how many of you have had children that got a hold of the scissors? Maya, have our kids got a hold of the scissors? Quite a few times, Mr. Hanson. <laughs> yeah, now she says that because she's at work for the last year. She's been working nights carrying me, carrying the show, carrying the family. <clears throat> and there's been a couple mishaps. Not because I left the scissors down, but because our other children are doing homework. And the scissors happen to be on the table. And I'm telling you what, little girls. Yeah, Dan said, Pam said she needs hair help. Well, I'm Everybody's telling you what. <laughs> blind when the kids got the scissors. You see how that works? No, I'm telling you. The kids, there must be an evil side to them because they can smell a pair of scissors up where they can't see. Have you ever noticed that little kids can get a hold of the pair of scissors that their siblings lay down anywhere? Could be on top of the freaking refrigerator, could be on top of the freaking table, wherever it is, they can't see it. They can smell it. Have you noticed that? And then they get real quiet. Because they don't cut their own hair at first. That's the second person that gets cut. The first person hairs that gets cut is their sibling. Now, I've got two little girls. And I haven't figured out how to hide the hair cutting with braids yet. Because Maya can come home, literally. She'll come home. Who in the hell let her get the scissors? <laughs> well, today, when we were out at the store, the older kids let the little ones get nail polish. And they decided to paint the floor. Yeah, don't worry, folks. It was only the hardwood floor. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's crazy because that's what kids do. They get there. And, you know, Maya makes fun of me because I used to be a real hard-ass dad. I, I was. I was the the ramrod of the house, mean. was I not? Mean. I wouldn't yeah. say mean. I would say mean. I was a Crack the whip. traditional. But now, I got Maddie and I got Torn and I got Nana. And you know what? They they know how to push dad's buttons. They know how to make me not angry. Torn is spoiled by Jeremy. I wouldn't say that. Oh, I, I wouldn't is. go as far as to say She'll spoiled. She'll even tell you. My dad said it's okay. <laughs> well, you know what? Sometimes, damn it, you just got to let kids be kids. It is what it is. <laughs> so, what do you think is harder? Being a mother. I mean... I told I told the story the other day. We've always kind of brought children around. Um, 
Now, I, it doesn't really matter where we lived. We've always had children. This is no this is no crap, folks. I used to go to work. We lived in Janesville, Wisconsin. We had this real nice house, and then there was like this big lot, and there was a Dairy Queen, and there was an old motel. And it sat there, and they turned that old motel into a, what was it, like a, a short phase home, or what was it? Um, I think it was more for people that um, didn't have a lot or were on the streets, and the Salvation Army kind of put them up there. Yeah, it was usually single mothers with drug habits and children. And uh, literally, I came home almost every night. And there would be seven or eight freaking kids sitting around the table. And I'd just walk in. I got used to it. They were eating right along there. And, you know, Maya would be like, hey, let them have a spot. And they'd all scooch over. These kids weren't getting fed. They weren't getting anything. And, And you know what? I knew it was my money. You know how I'm saying my money. Baylor, I knew... But I'll tell you what, I don't know if I've ever been prouder of my wife um, at that time. That's when I really, really started looking at her and be like, I'm in love with this woman, man. She's got all these kids. We don't even know who the hell these kids are, but they're hungry, so they're eating at my table. Man, I'll tell you what, that made me feel pretty good. How did it make you feel? Good. You can't let a kid go hungry. Well, there was some uh, there was some hard times there, too. There was uh, a kid literally... We always made fun of my daughter, Madison, and this little boy because uh, they pretended like they were married. Well, this little boy was at our house, and his dad OD'd and died. What what, what were they, 70 yards from us? Cops all over. He was in the back of a van. Um, it sucked. I mean, uh, the cops came over. Hey, can you keep them over there? So we were kind of like that house, if you know what I mean. Always had kids flying all over. If there would have been a window broken in that neighborhood, they would have came to our house first. Yep, probably. So it's not only kids, folks. I got to tell you this. This is this blows my freaking mind still to this day. But my wife, how do I say it? She's not just an animal lover. She's an animal hoarder. Okay. So I come home and there's black and white cats at my freaking house after work. And I get in there and I'm like, what the hell are them cats doing out there? Oh, honey, uh, mm, mm, mm. they weren't cats, ladies and gentlemen. They were baby skunks. I go in there. She goes, oh, look at how nice. They even purr like kittens. And she's got these baby skunks. I mean, little baby skunks up around her neck, petting them and stuff. And I was like, they're going to stink. And she goes, oh, no, 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 they're fine. They're not going to stink at this age. Do you remember that, Maya? Yep. They were awesome. How many times did I try to get you to get those damn skunks out of my house? You fell in love with them, too. It doesn't matter after a period of time. That's like, that's that's actually not even fair. The only time that, um, as they were growing, um, we'd put them in the bathtub to play in the water. And they would hear the dog's uh, collars, you know, the little things on the collars that would jingle. And they would slap she their feet on the floor or on the ground of the bathtub. They're so cool. You know, but I got to tell you, when you're the guy, the shit always runs downhill. So you got all these animals, you know, you got skunks and, and I mean, what was that bird that you had here? Um, it was her family matriarch bird. Uh, he was a uh, blue front Amazon parrot. Blue front Amazon parrot. One of the meanest animals on earth. Mr. Dooley. And now keep he in mind, not mean. <laughs> okay. he got along with Maya. I got to tell you, this is so funny. You know how parrots pick up words? Okay. This parrot has been with the, their family forever. Now, 
Maya's dad used to come down and wake Maya up for school every day. Instead of having a alarm, this bird would start parroting from years ago what her dad used to say. So all night long, I would hear, Maya, get the fuck up. Maya, get the fuck up. <laughs> Literally, ladies and gentlemen, oh, my God. What do you got to say about that? He he did. He yelled and make me get up, but you know, he rang the, like a phone. Yeah, he did. He rang like a phone. All the time. And that, that sucker could bite your finger off, literally. If he wanted to, he could like literally break your finger off. African greys are awesome, Teresa. So then, then when we lived on the farm, she got a pair of miniature horses. <laughs> Rocky. The meanest damn animal. <laughs> Don't feel gay, Rocky. Enjoy it. Just enjoy it. Well, Rocky, if, you know, nah, I won't say it. (laughs) So anyway, she gets these miniature horses. Folks, trust me. I'm not lying to you. I'm not steering you wrong. Never, ever, ever get miniature horses. Give yourself the plague or jump off a cliff before you take some miniature horses. I'm telling you, it's going to work out better for you. I chased them, I got bit, I got stomped, I got kicked, I got everything. And then that's not bad enough. My wife, she finds out, oh, Jeremy, the goat farm is killing those poor goats, those baby goats. And I was like, I know, I know, honey, it sucks, you know. Not meaning for her to go and save these goats. That's not what my intention was at all. It was like, yes, I'm, you know, I'm agreeing with you that it sucks that these poor goats are getting killed because they're males. So again... I go to work. I come home and I go and I literally, I go to walk in my house and there's a little porch with a little set of stairs in here. But it it sounded like hell. It was like 15 (laughs) of them. I looked down, literally she had 15 or 16 different baby goats that she had saved that day from this goat farm from getting slammed against the wall. And from that point, I said, you're not keeping them. They climb vehicles. Now keep in mind, folks, I had... My nice El Camino at the time. I had my nice Duramax Chevy. I mean, I had some nice cars. I didn't they want didn't them up hurt there. Your cars? She said they don't climb. They don't climb. They do climb. Ha! They climbed but. on top of my truck, on top of my El Camino, on top of my work van. And that night, I haven't even got to the good part yet. So, folks, I go in and I'm welding up this smoker for my dad. We were building a smoker, and what was that damn goat's name? Jed. Jed. That son of a bitch. He had horns, and he hated Jeremy. I hated him, and he hated me. It was a mutual relationship. He, he would run in Jeremy's shop while he was uh, welding, and he'd hit him from behind with his horns. <laughs> anytime. Literally, folks, anytime I would be bending over, like, welding something or fixing something. Anytime I was bent over and my derriere was exposed that son of a bitch came full bore and smashed me as hard as he could. He was he was definitely an alpha male. He was a humper. Well, I was an alpha male too, and we went <laughs> rounds. So I finally, I finally get her to send that goat to a farmer because up there they will keep goats like that. What was he keeping them around? Um they're kind of like a protector, this this specific goat. What was it? Um, the mules and the goats went somewhere. And she's like, okay, now let's get chickens. And I was like, okay, let's get chickens. What can what can a chicken do? Well, I got welders. I got chop saws. I got grinders. 
I got stuff that means something to me. I've got a nice stereo set up. I've got my man cave out there. Everything's nice. Guess where the chicken's roosted? Yeah, that's right. The chicken's roosted over top of my most expensive, most cherished equipment and shit all over it. And did you hear that little laugh that Maya just did that? (laughs) She came out there and I was like, do you see what your damn chickens did? And she said, <laughs> and guess who cleaned it up? It sure wasn't her. No, Teresa. <laughs> um, the um, We had a goat named Jed, and he would hump all of our goats, our dogs, anything he could, he would. And uh, one day the bus pulled up, and they had gotten out of the pen, and the kids had their windows down on the bus, and there Jed was out there raping the other goat. So embarrassing. <laughs> so, literally, we, we were sitting there, and we had a uh, business guy come over for power washing. And she's got her boy goat, and then she's got her man goat, Jed. And I, I can't stand either one of them. And the little boy goat starts peeing, and we're talking to these people about power washing, and Jed sticks his nose and starts <laughs> licking up the other goat's pee. And I was like, come on. This, I've, this is important. Yes, goat porn. That's exactly what it was. And trust me, um, they were treated to plenty of it when they came to our house. Well, when I gave them away, this guy had called and he said, I need goats to clean up the hay that the cows pull out of the the bin. Um, Otherwise, it goes to waste. And I said, well, they'll do that for you. And he came, got them, and he called me the next day. And I warned him that Jed was a humper. And he calls and he says, you were definitely right. He's out there humping my cows. So, you know, I think Maya's going to be doing a podcast just about life. And I, you know, a lot there's we have so many stories like this. But I want to tell you guys about one in particular. This is before me and her got married. We were just dating at the time. And I was in a band called SOB. Not son of a bitch. It was actually Shades of Black. And I'm out there, and you know what? We're a band. We're a rock band. We're having fun, tipping back a couple beers. Somebody's passing a bowl around, has a little marijuana in it. And Maya did not like marijuana. She did not like her husband partaking in the fruit that God put on the earth. So I'm standing there, and we're, you know what? We're in there, we're jamming away. I got this old house next door, and we're in there jamming away. <clears throat> we take a break, right? And I look, I'm, I'm at the side closest to the door, and we got this big, big bay door that slides open. And I'm having fun. Had a couple beers in me, and I go down, and I take a toke from the bowl, and I look up, and the singer and the bass player and the drummer look straight out, and it looked like they had a look of terror, like they just saw Michael Myers or something bad was about to happen. Like, you ever, you know that Jaws song that, That was that moment. Good. So, me being me. Okay, smoothly. I grab it. And as I'm turning, it's staying in the same spot. So, I'm turning. My body's covering it. If you know what I'm saying. And I look out. And there she is. Got Morgan on her hip. Looking at me. Didn't say a damn word. Turned around and walked back in the house. And I was like, oh, shit. And soon as soon as she left, you know, the terror was over. Then they started laughing at me. They're like, (laughs) you better go in there and talk to her. (coughs) Needless to say, we made up. You ever notice that when you're in a young relationship, the best sex was always the makeup sex? Did you ever notice that, Maya? Jeremy. Come on, it's a podcast. You know, it's, it's, wasn't it? 
God, <laughs> she's <horrible>. motioning me. <laughs> yes, Leslie, we are. Ah, no, I'll tell you, life. Yeah, I I think that people forget to live life, and in sometimes I don't think it really. Uh, I don't think it matters how much money you have. I don't think it matters what your plan is that day. I think sometimes, ladies and gentlemen, the spur of the moment stuff, the, hey, I just want to go do this, those types of things uh, are what spur us into some of the greatest moments of our life. What do you think, Maya? I think so, too. What's your favorite time you ever had with me? And no, it's got to be our less. Um... Yeah, actually, keep it PG-13. Well, the most, um, I would have to say we became closer when Anna was born. Yeah, we, we spent a lot of time up there in the hospital in the NICU. You know, that's something that nobody ever talks about anymore. And uh, we still got all that footage sitting there for that movie that we haven't fully produced yet. And I just, it takes money to do that stuff. And we've always wanted to do that type of thing. Tell tell the people some of the stuff that was just heartbreaking that you saw up there. Um, one of the things was the drug babies and just hearing them scream and cry all night and nothing you could do. I just wanted to go in and pick them up. Hey, and- Rocky said, uh, Maya, has Jeremy ever passed poop gas during Nookie? No, I would kill him, Rocky. He would not have a life to live left. Now, the truth of it is, I married an info. I'm a lucky, lucky man. Is that not true, Maya? No. (laughs) Did you hear that? Yeah, all the guys, everybody in the chat room was like, oh my God, we know it's true now because the way you said that, you go, no. Did I laugh? No, you did that You're little... You're laughing. That girl snicker, that little... <laughs> Do you like him? No. <laughs> you can you can watch that literally with my daughter now. What do you think about that? Does it make you feel old with Morgan and boys showing up to take Morgan on a date? Um, A little bit, but I know that if anyone breaks their heart, I know what's going to happen to them. <laughs> well, the other day... You were yelling at me. You said, you're probably the reason he didn't come back around. How come you did that? Well, you see, guys, Jeremy's got this way with people. And young kids like this kid. And he puts the fear of God into them. And then they're like, oh, crap. I ain't going back around that girl. Her dad's going to kill me. Well, it's warranted fear. You mess with my daughter. You're going to end up at the bottom of the lake for sure. <laughs> and they know it. And you know what? This guy, this guy I kind of liked. He took my daughter to a barbecue with his family. I kind of like that. He uh, maybe was a little scared. I don't know. If you're too scared to face a man's father, how is he ever going to take care of my little girls, his wife? That's what I'm saying. What do you think about that, Rocky? See, Rocky, he's got all them boys to worry about. Rocky, you need a little girl. Well, Rocky. Which one, which one of your sons is going to make you a grandfather first? Which one? Come on, I want to know. See, all of us parents, we all know what kid we think is going to do it. My Gavin is going to be uh, 
Hellraiser. You I think, can already tell. You think it's going to be Gavin, or do you think it's going to be Peyton? Oh, uh, Peyton's already raising hell. Yeah, well. I think Gavin's right behind him. <laughs> Gavin, you know, Gavin, this boy. Go ahead and tell him what age he is in, in school and everything. Go ahead. Okay, so Gavin is going to be 14 in uh, on the 20th of this month. So, this boy decided that he wanted to spend his hard-earned money on getting fake money off of Wish so he could flash it around. <laughs> My oldest Rocky says. I'd agree with that. No, he's flashing it around to these girls, and he gets so mad. I mean, he gets on this Omegly site, and... He'll be talking to these chicks. And, talk to strangers on it. It's yeah. Well, this girl, like, he got on there one day, and I'm just watching out of the corner of my eye, and I see this one girl point at this other one, like, do you like her? That type of thing. They're like, do you like her? And I was like, okay, I'm going to get Gavin good. So they're eating popsicles, right? And Gavin's sitting in front of their acting all Rico Suave on him. And right when things kind of got a little quiet, I jumped in front of the computer screen with my face right on the computer screen, and I'm like, no eating popsicles! On the sofa, quit it! <laughs> he was so mad at me, it made those girls jump about 10 feet tall. <laughs> Ooh, Rocky, that's a bad one. I had to buy in condoms. You know what? Uh, I did that once, and I kind of felt the same way. My son came home. Logan, this is when we were in Wisconsin. He came home. His shirt was buttoned up, and guess what? My son forgot to button it right. It wasn't even. And I know for a fact, when he went to prom, it was even. You remember that, Maya? Yep, I do. And then you're like, he Logan. He didn't have a tie either. Where's your tie? Logan, where's your tie? Well, well, after that, I didn't ask any more questions. I just went and bought him some, uh, what was it, Trojan something. And I gave him to him, and that was even more awkward. Because, I, you know, and I gave him the talk. I gave him the talk. We're pretty open at our at our house about, you know, what you got to do and how you got to be safe. See, I love, I love Rocky's show because that's the way I feel when I'm in his show. There, there's very few topics that are not touchable in his show, if you know what I'm saying, including boobies and buttholes. But at our yeah. kitchen table, it's almost like that. Probably not quite that wild, but it's like that at our kitchen table. But here's the thing, folks. I always want my children to be able to come and ask me anything, anything. Don't you, Maya? Yep. But see, they don't ask Maya anything. And now Morgan, Morgan's even getting worse when it comes to anything. Morgan, which is Maya's little pride and joy, her little sidekick, she doesn't ask mom no more. That's the funny part, folks. She's asking dad. Well, I know more about her than you do. (laughs) You may know a little bit more than I do because I might have a meltdown. But when it comes to, hey, dad, or she's got to ask somebody, hey, can I go to McDonald's and hang out with the kids or whatever? Guess what? You're not the person she comes to. It's me. And I take pride in that. I'm not going to lie. I think I've replaced you. Oh, yeah. I doubt that. <laughs> hey, it is what it is. We're having fun, folks. But I'll tell you what. It is 645. And I do believe, I do believe that off track is going to be starting at 7. You guys get over there and watch at Sean's a hell of a good guy. And Rocky Stucci is going to be on the show tonight. You're going to be watching, Maya? Yeah. Yeah, did you hear that? (laughs) So I want all of you guys to get over there, have some fun, get something to drink. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that it's going to be a fun show. So it always is on off track. So you want to see anything else, Maya? Nope. Just thank you, everyone. We appreciate y'all. 
We probably, you know, we probably should have done this in two different shows because we had all that crap drama in the first half, and then we had a good show at the end. You know, it is what it is. But look for it, folks. I'm going to come up with this spectacular name for Maya's show. I don't know. What, maybe we'll call it Blabberbox. Or, Blabberbox. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'll kidding. I'll show you Blabberbox. <laughs> yeah, yeah, see, that's the way it works. All right. I love you guys. Uh, <coughs> Rocky, can you throw a link in for Off Track tonight? <coughs> Thank you guys all for coming on. And look forward to Maya's show. Maya doesn't, uh, she doesn't usually pull any punches. Uh, tonight, she's a little bit foul mouth, but you don't usually expect that from Maya unless somebody really makes her mad. Well, then, you know what? It is what it is. I thought it was off track tonight. Ah, Audrey says, isn't that Sunday was off track? I thought it was tonight. I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure it's tonight. I know it usually is on Sunday, but here, before I get off here, I'm going to look at my Facebook. Can you look it up, Maya? No. Oh. I don't know how. Okay. I'm going to look it up because I'm almost positive that it was going to be on today. Maybe I'm wrong. And it doesn't happen very often. Let's see. <clears throat> Patch said Sunday. Sunday. <clears throat> well, it is what it is. Sunday. I'm wrong. Well, everyone, I'm going to go make some food. Y'all have a good night. You too. Love you guys. See you later.